Hi, everybody. This is Jeff Feingold, editor of New Hampshire Business Review with our Down to Business podcast. Uh, this week, we have, our, of course, we have our associate producer, associate editor and producer, Amanda Andrews. And we have Bob Sanders, our award winning reporter, staff writer, whatever, and journalist, whatever you want to call him, with us today. And, and Bob, the reason we asked you to come on was because you, you did your, your annual story, which is basically a preview of what to expect in the legislature, especially when it comes to legislation that would have, might have an effect on businesses in New Hampshire. So before we get started on that, I want to ask, I want to just give people an idea of what you do to go through the hundreds or sometimes maybe even thousands of legislative service requests that become bills later on. What, what is the process you use and how long does it take you? Uh, too long. Uh, <laughs> I basically uh, go, you can go onto the website and download all the legislative service requests. Um, and you get a, a number of titles. And by looking at the titles, you get an idea of which bills might be interesting. Um, but you don't find out anything about the bills because they come out later. In this case, they came out like the day before. Most of it came out a couple of days before we were going to publish. I already wrote the story. So, um, uh, so but some of that information is on the, uh, on the chart that we uh, used to accompany the story. Um, but uh, the, um, so you have to actually go up and call uh, people saying, what's your bill about and why do you support it? And um, and so that's what I did. And um, you need to um, kind of look at what topics are, you know, you know, are are interesting to business and kind of sort it that way. And then you figure out which legislature has a number of these bills because there's no way you can get to them all. And uh, that way, you, within it, with one interview, you might get five or six bills covered. Yeah, I noticed that uh, this year the number there was over eight, or over 800 bills filed this year so far. Is that yeah, 830. Uh, yeah, and the and the interesting thing was the 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 number of bills that uh might have an effect on businesses is more than a third of those over 300 of them of the 830 is affecting business so it's it's really going through a lot of stuff now um just to just to give an idea of what what kind of bills you know what what are the main the broad subjects that you looked at for your story you know to kind of the categorize some of the bills because i know you lumped a lot of them together and and talked about you know, something like taxes or whatever, employment mm -hmm. law. What 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 are some of the main categories you looked at? Well, generally, the the big issues for most uh, employers are taxes, uh, employment, labor, um, the uh, health care, um, and what's becoming increasingly important these days is housing. Um, there's some infrastructure bills. Uh, and you know construction um and then there's always uh bills that are coming up uh um or uh there's environmental bills which affect construction um and um and then there's 
transportation a lot of this year because of the whole electric car um, situation. Um, so there were a lot of those bills. Um, that's basically in this year, there's of course the marijuana uh, or the cannabis, if you want to. Yeah. You, you don't want to use the word marijuana. It sounds too druggy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually more of an economic bill. Be, you know, it used to be more a social bill, but now it's how is it going to be done and, and who's going to get the business and, uh, and uh, where the money is going to go to. Um, yeah. So, um, so that's well, a big one this year. Yeah. So, so let's talk about life. Considering this is New Hampshire, I think we should be talking about taxes right away because that's always it seems to be the foremost the uh, the four. It's it's the thought of most people when they think of something about the government around here. So, could you go a little bit? Just kind of, kind of give us an idea of what kind of bills are being sponsored that have to do with taxes. Are they are, are they going to be trying to cut the business taxes again or what's the deal? Well, there is a very, uh, in terms of business taxes, there is a very small cut proposed. Um, uh, they've been uh, cutting the uh, business profits tax and the business enterprise tax kind of hand in hand uh, for years now. And uh, the, with the goal of getting the, the, the BPT down to the profits tax, down to uh, 7.5. That happened last year. And the BET, which is a business enterprise, mainly affects smaller businesses um, and mostly domestic. Uh, that uh, that didn't quite make it last year. They thought the, the expense was too much. So they're trying now to get it down to a half a percent of payroll. It, I just say payroll because it's mostly payroll. It's also interest and dividends that you pay out. Um, so, um, so that's uh, that. But even if there, there's a there. It's interesting. Uh, the supporters of that tax uh, and Republican leadership, you know, instead of being gun ho, we got to cut business taxes. They're kind of cautious because of the. Um, uh, what they think I guess they're worried about the recession that people keep on predicting and has yet to happen. Yeah, uh, you know, I I just wanted to say another thing that one of the things about this coming session, because it's the first year of biennium is like the big kahuna of legislation is going to be the budget. And we don't really know what the governor's budget sounds like or what the proposal might be, but uh, so there's going to be all kinds of other discussions related to the economy and what the budget should be. Right now, I think there's running they're running surpluses, but they're really not going to know until March or April, which is when the big chunk of business taxes come in, usually in those two months. So, but that that is that is kind of. But it, I struck it struck me is that in the back of your uh, in the back of my mind while you're talking about this, because you talked to the de deputy speaker is uh, Lori Sanborn. Speaker pro tem. Speaker pro tem is Laurie Sanborn, who's you know a very pretty conservative member of the of the legislature, and she didn't sound like too uh, like you said gung ho about it. And then the other one is the new Senate president is Jeb Bradley, another Republican who's been pretty gung ho on cutting the business taxes. He also said he, he said it was going to be a heavy lift this year. Right. So there's like something a reality that that's facing them about the that the economy. Which is interesting because 
so far there's no signs that the economy in the is doing that bad. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing about it, but we had Brian, we had Brian Gottlieb on a couple, you know, uh, episode, a couple of podcasts ago, and he, that's basically what his take is that he thinks that it's possible we it'll be a mild recession or maybe not even. And I mean, I know he's just one economist, but you know, he's he's just looking as closely as New Hampshire economy as anybody. And uh, I find that interesting that in Concord, and he's talking to these people. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he he's, he worked for the state, and he's telling them what he thinks. So it's interesting. It's really interesting how they seem to be a little uh, leery of messing around. Yeah, year. usually it's the the Democrats who are saying, you know, don't you know, don't cut taxes. A recession's yeah. coming. Uh, I almost hear Susan Omni saying it, and yeah. and. Uh, and now it's the Republicans who are saying, you know, well, there's a recession coming. Better be careful. Uh, so it's interesting. Yeah. Um, but there's a big, actually, the big tax cut um, is is not in, in this case is not the business. It's the interest and dividends tax, mm. uh, which is going to go away in the, uh, under the last session. But uh, not until uh, 2027, I think it was, right? It phases, it phases it down. It phases out, yeah. So it was 5%, now it's 4%, and it was going to go 3%. But there's a proposal, and Laurie Sanborn signed on to this that, that uh, as a co-sponsor to, to bring it to zero, to knock it out next year. And hmm. that would cost like $100 million or more. And... Uh, so she's a little cautious about that one, too, even though she signed on to it. Uh, and so is the uh, person who proposes it. So um, and uh, so we'll see where that goes. But that that, of course, will affect that. Now, Susan Ami, speaking of it, she's the Democratic. Uh, I don't know if she's the um, pointed as the you know Democratic lead in these. Now, remember, this year they're they're basically tied. Uh, yeah. Except for the budget committee, it's Finance ten, committee, it's yeah. it's all split all down. And the Ways and Means mm-hmm. committee, which talks about taxes and business taxes and all that, they're ten ten. So, yeah. um, and and any vote, it really depends on who's going to show up. Now you have a Republican mm-hmm. Senate on the other end, but some any of these Democratic proposals this year that you usually would just sort of say, well, nice idea, but no chance, um, could pass the House. And hmm. some of those ideas are the Senate is generally more moderate, and it might go in some kind of compromise with the Senate. Um, I'm not sure which ones, but I think a few might squeak by uh, in terms of this year. But anyway, she has a proposal to uh, raise the um, threshold on the uh, on the interest and dividends tax, and. You know, way it goes. This is, you know, it's based on you mean how, how much, how much, how much you can earn in dividends, interest in dividends before the tax tax becomes. kicks in. Right now, yeah. it's like twenty five, twenty four hundred bucks, and right, she wants to make it like what three times as much. Yeah, seventy five hundred. So, yeah. so it means a lot less people would pay the tax. But on the other hand, she'll want to roll it back to five percent. Yeah. <clears throat> so basically, the. Uh, this will hurt the upper end, it, the, it, but it will save the state money because, you know, the people who pay these taxes, uh, you know, it's kind of this yeah. uh, inverse thing of the people. Most of the people who pay the taxes are people who pay very little, but they're they're yeah. most of the people. But the, the, the money comes from the few who, who are on the upper end. And so if you yeah. th- increase the threshold and increase the tax at the same time, 
you'll get you'll actually get money um mm. and and it would relieve a lot of the small people from paying the taxes now that's a democratic idea um yeah. you know the small guy and all that um but uh so i don't know how that would fly but um but it might be it's, it is a way of uh, uh cutting taxes that won't cost any money at least to yeah. the to smaller investor you know the one they always invoke you know the small the person they say, on, the, the on mom, disability the mama, the mama, you know yeah, yeah right the mama the old person the who's living on their pension and all that yeah. stuff uh they will get out of this but you know all the rich people will have to pay more now the republicans saying well those rich people won't pay more they'll just go to florida um, yeah where they don't have an interest <laughs> in dividends tax well you know the, uh, the, the, the interesting thing is the interest in dividends tax is the is really you could argue the the business enterprise tax, but but interest in dividends is is an income tax for many you know retired people. So it's yeah. really interesting. We were talking about taxes, but now I, I think the other thing that's really big and it's it's pretty obvious. Uh, it's it's a, it's a major discussion because it's like the root of a lot of the problems we have. Uh, is housing. <clears throat> now, what kind of bills have you seen that are, that will be coming up? this uh, session on related to housing? Well, I say there were two bills. One is to, to protect and and, uh, and help tenants. Uh, those are basically supported by um, by um, Democrats. And then there are bills that are actually mostly proposed by Democrats, though with some support from Republicans to um, make it easier to build uh, affordable housing. Um, and uh, so the knowers expand the housing shortage by basically overcoming encourage you know or bribing um uh communities local citizen, you know local control kind of thing Encour encouraging <laughs> communities yeah. yeah right um and and so there's numerous bills on this now the the republican leadership they've been pushing this um uh and i get uh and they, they say they're going to have in the House, they say they're going to have this housing committee that goes in front. Usually it goes in front of the municipal county government uh, committee, if I have that right. Um, and uh, those folks are more like local control, local control. And the idea is to put in a committee that says housing, housing. Um, and uh, and um, that committee is, is going to be chaired by Joel Alexander, who is... Uh, a sponsor, sponsor of a key housing bill that passed in somewhat tatters, but uh, yeah. uh, passed last uh, year, an ominous housing bill that that uh, would help um, uh, try to overcome some of the local barriers. So yeah. uh, the question is, uh, I'm not quite sure how this is going to work. I mean, because the I haven't seen, I just looked at the calendar today and last week, it, there hasn't been any any hearings by this housing committee yet. Um, so maybe it's just so it's new and it's getting organized or maybe it's, I don't know what its role is. So that's maybe something I should look into next week. Um, but uh, but that's, uh, that's gonna be uh, uh, a key issue now. Um, there's one um, proposal that's I kind of like because it's just at least new. A lot of these things are things that didn't pass before. And um, this would, uh, you know, the accessory dwelling unit, 
Um, yes. That that of course is old. That's past, and and it's people have been living with it. And and in other words, towns have to uh, make room for these uh, what they used to be called mother mother-in-law apartments. So you can rent it out to anybody. Yeah. Um, and uh, and there's there's a lot of limits on on these. One is that there can only be one per property. Um, it can only be seventy. 750 square feet and uh, and it's uh, it can be um, uh, and it has to be for rentals or oh, it has to be attached um, and attachment means it's got to share a wall with the house um, so uh, couldn't be like you can make your garage so so Ellen Reed who has a lot of these tenant protection bills that get landlords all upset like local rent control for instance she says yeah. you want local control okay let the let the people be able to set the rents <laughs> you know limit how much you can raise the rent uh yeah okay. why don't you do that kind of local control i don't think that's going to go very far uh but uh but anyway so she has a number of those bills but she has this bill uh which would mean that people could just build uh, uh, double the number of accessory dwellings. You could have two, and one could be, and she defines attachment as in existing structures. So you can use the unattached garage and convert it into a, a apartment. And, and she says you can have another one of the two. One can be not attached. So it doesn't even have to be the garage. You could just build it. Um, yeah. And uh, and you can rent it out to anyone, and even one of them could even be short-term rentals. Uh, hmm. So so she's uh, and and it could be bigger. It could be go to a thousand square feet. Wow. So this is you know I think this could be a big deal if it passed because it might double the number of these units, um, and that's a lot of housing. And the way she argues is that uh, it's not some big landlord coming in buying up properties with very, very you know your local it's it's not a government program but it's your local you know homeowner you know who's you know just it helps them afford to stay in the house and you and they can rent it and she argues that they'll take care of it more because it's local, you know, it's, a, it's their property so that they won't let it run down like some landlords mm. might. Yeah, that I mean, it is a, it is a different kind of bill. I mean, the, the, when they did the accessory dwelling, it wasn't that long ago. It seemed to be catch on in, in a lot of towns. And one of them and the thing is basically that the state says you can't prevent someone from doing like you can't. You can't have zoning against these things. If someone wants to do it, they can do it. But they have such severe limitations on the size and all that. So this will be kind of expanding the, the lim, you know, getting lifting some of the limitations. Yeah. Which, is, which will be interesting to see how it goes. And and, the, and like you said, in you know, in this house this year, it's so close. You, you really are going to know from week to week how, how the votes are going to go. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. You know, you know, it's really a matter of who's going to drum up their their caucus more than the other one. Really. Right. So there are a lot That's, more housing bills, but I, I could also talk about other subjects up to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about how about let's a little bit on, you know what? Another one of the big concerns this year has been energy. So what are some of the bills related to energy that are coming up? Well, there's a tried and true. Um, there's the uh, expanding the, from one mega 
this is uh, net metering. So this is when you sell your electricity to the grid. And there's yeah. a compromise measure that was uh, for larger projects uh, in terms of how much you should sell it for. And Republicans, have, uh, mainly Republicans, have said that it's uh, it's uh, subsidy and Democrats are saying, no, it's the other way around. Well, there was a big study about this and they said that uh, basically the compromise was pretty on, on, it's a little subsidy, but very, very tiny. And it's pretty much on on, on point. Uh, so that it really reflects the true cost. So um, I don't know if that study is going to have much effect because I think a lot of this debate is political and not based, based on science. Uh, uh, you'd be surprised to hear in New Hampshire legislature, but um, the second, uh, the, uh, but anyhow, so so this is happening again. They're proposing number of proposals to increase it to five, uh, some for business, and this for businesses. I mean, right now, municipalities can do this, but businesses can't. Uh, so large businesses who want to have a lot of solar, they can't use net metering. And so there's bills to do that. And there, the Senate's kind of maybe open to this a little bit. Um, and so uh, so it, in the House, it's always been close, but now it's going to be closer. So there is a yeah. shot at that this year. Um, the, uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff having to do with renewables. Um, I found one, I always like to pick out one bill that was a little different. Uh, and this one doesn't have anything to do with renewables. It has to do with um, smoothing out the curve on electric rates are based on, you know, what the utilities buy, um, you know, every year, how much it costs to get the electricity. Yes. So um, so this would would say, well, not just last year, but the last five years. So. Uh, so anyway, that would uh, that that bill. You know, it seems reasonable. Maybe uh, Republicans and Democrats can get together on that. So yeah, I, I, I have, a, I, I, have, I, mean, I don't have to, not to put you on the spot, but I'm curious about this. I wonder if you have any any thoughts or if you know the answer. You know what? What at the end of the at the end of the session, one of the big things is having conference committees. Committees of conference. Mm -hmm. How what will be the formation of those committees on the House side? Are they going to have to be evenly Democratic and Republican? When well, they go when they go into the conference committee with with the Senate, I'm I'm really kind of curious about this. Just thinking about it, just I'm just while you were talking about the, the net metering thing, I said, well, that could be something that you go to conference committee and how what would be the makeup of the House side? Well, my guess is that they they'll do the same thing they did with the uh, they'll split all the committees, but they make the really important thing the budget, and they'll have a majority there. Yeah, and. Okay. I think that's what they're going to do this year is that, you know, anything that the Republicans really want to defeat or anything they really want to pass, they're going to put in the, uh, they're going to put in a budget and, you know, if yeah. they can get it passed and, yeah. uh, and, and, you know, so that, because then they'll have a majority. Uh, but yeah, it could be close because even the conference committees, not everybody shows up on the house no. side. I, I, it could it's be good, really, it's interesting. really interesting and it's really starting this week i mean that well we're coming out uh i guess it's next week it'll come out today uh we started a little with hearing bills and but yeah. most of it is still you know orientation and 
and, uh, yeah. and you're hearing reports from various agencies. So the, the bill hearing in earnest really begins next week. Uh, where there's like loads and loads of bills. It's still not the tough ones. They always put the easy ones out first, <laughs> but uh, but there'll be a lot of. They got to ease into it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, study committee, you know, things like yeah. that. But but there's still a lot, you know, there there is still a lot substantial. So it'll be a busy week next week and next few weeks uh, as these hearings go on. We'll find out more about these bills. And there's yeah. still some that has you know, as of yesterday was the last time I looked, um, that are not out, especially in the Senate side. Um, mm. So we don't know what some of these bills are. Um, I know one of the bills, I mean, this is throwing things well off. I know the business and industry, their big bill, their, their, one of their big pushes is to, to keep a Medicare uh, expansion permanent. Yes. You would yes. not think of this as a business bill because it affects, you know, poor people and so forth. But uh, their concern is that it, uh, it, you know, if people get tossed and they lose their insurance, um, they'll be, you know, then they'll, they'll, you know, they'll have to go to the emergency room and that will all be passed on to the business uh, folks who are, uh, you know, and the rates of the, of the businesses that are paying yeah, for their employees. And the hospitals, and the hospitals are, are very keen on. on yeah, right. Yeah, they, you know, their businesses you know, too, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, well, I have to say it'll keep you on your toes for the next few months, Bob. You have, yes. You won't be bored. So. <laughs> you won't be bored seeing what's going on in Concord. Well, very good. Well, listen, thanks very much for, for joining us this week. Appreciate it. And we know that you'll be reporting on this stuff on NHBR.com and in the New Hampshire Business Review edition, print editions. So people want to keep track, they could follow Bob's byline. Anyway, thanks so much for joining us. And Amanda, thank you for, for leading us on. And uh, just saying, this is Jeff Feingold saying, be well, everybody. <laughs>